0: Even Bernie Sanders has turned his back on this job. That story in a moment. Buy or lease a and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305 448 DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. You would think becoming the president of a baseball team in the Big Apple would be a dream situation have a rabid and still old school fan base, a beautiful stadium, a roster full of talent, and an endless stream of cash to spend to secure players. All that being said, for some reason, New York Mets are finding more people running from the possibility of attaining the position than Trump sycophants running from the various process servers trying to deliver subpoenas to compel their testimony in Congress. The Mets, now owned by Steve Cohn, are an eyelash away from exhuming the body of Casey Stengel and offering the position to the old skipper. Theo Epstein, a guy who beat two of the most immense and onerous sports curses while orchestrating World Series victories with different teams, naturally is everyone's go-to guy in this spot. To bow down the curse of the Bambino and then take down the Billy Goat while guiding two of the game's most stoic organizations to titles is hardly anything to sneeze at. But Epstein was quick to thumb his nose at the job no matter how much money Cohn has in his saddlebags. Billy Bean is a natural, has ties to the current team head, Sandy Alderson has the resume with the Oakland A's. Hell, he even had Brad Pitt play him in a movie, but apparently has no interest in the Mets job either. David Stearns, no, not the NBA guy, but another perceived bright baseball mind, tossed his name out of contention quicker than Joe West with Toss Bobby Cox, who often was ejected when he brought the lineup card out to the home plate meeting before a ball game. Paul D. Podesta, the list of non-candidates, just continues to grow. Like Dabo and Jimbo and any other guy whose first name ends with an O, denouncing interest in the upcoming LSU opening, seems like everyone who has his name associated with the Mets job wants the world to quickly know that he is out. So what's the problem? Owner richer than any other in the league, great ballpark, loyal fan base, players like Lindor and Alonzo, DeGrom, and the possible return of Syndergaard to full form, and a franchise that is starving to contend again and ready to worship anyone capable of bringing that about in New York City. Who wouldn't want to be in this spot? Joan Payson must be rolling over in her grave trying to figure it out. It doesn't add up. As the Mets list of candidates to run its operations dwindles to people in their second tier, there has to be some deep-rooted problem that is not easy to recognize from the surface. At least, that's what you got to believe. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Files. Musical stylings of the great Albert Castiglia, and uh, we welcome you once again to After Hours. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. Although Luby trying to claim top billing for the program, (laughs) It says Defo and with the juxtaposition of our pictures, uh, (laughs) and and we're only four days into this thing, and the guy's already (laughs) trying to climb. I didn't do that. A top spot. (laughs) All right, one of the things that uh, we were known for and uh, we're still be known for on uh, some of our other venues, including the I on Channel, IonChannel.com. you can see the video of our Degenerate Friday shows, and uh, these were shows that originated at Gulfstream Park and involved uh, the concept that uh, was, of course, naturally uh, somewhat of a warped one, where I was trying to originally resurrect the old ProLine show with all of the talents that were on the ProLine show, and we had pretty much all of them, yep, including, mistakenly, Stu Feiner, <laughs> who was doing enough blow one day to uh, rival anything that uh, was witnessed in the movie by the same title with Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately uh, had to uh, you know, find his way on the IR and I was no longer on the show, but uh, we did have Jim Feist on there and the chip, you Uh, Wayne Allen Root, and and, uh, we were really off to a roaring start, and and, uh, we eventually evolved into having our own handicappers and then developing other degenerates who who could do general (laughs) sports commentary as well. And this man certainly qualified because I I pictured him uh, taking his uh, bar mitzvah money and going straight to Roosevelt (laughs) Raceway to hammer a four-to-one shot with Carmine Abatello in the bike. And not realizing that Carmine might have been uh, under the influence of uh, certain family members (laughs) who had told him, you better stiff that horse. In fact, uh, Carmine stiffed more horses than Stormcat. But this guy uh, never stiffed anybody. And that's why we love him. And former New York Post writer. I fell in love with his work. Uh, You know what? I I remember reading his college basketball and college football stuff, uh, Len Robbins. And I literally said to myself, and I can still picture myself uh, having this epiphany, this man knows his shit. We welcome him to the show. The great Len Robbins, now with the New York Extra. In fact, he's the editor in chief. And don't call me chief. Len, good to talk to you,
1: my friend. You know what? I've never been introduced as this guy knows his shit.
2: (laughs) Good or bad.
1: New world. Yeah, no, we're happy about that. I mean, uh, I don't know. know, Yes. Nor has the music that played before my luxurious introduction had the words big balls in it so <laughs> from the waist down i'm feeling great
0: we're butching up here on the believe podcast network all right uh, i know we want to get into a lot of things about the uh, new york sports uh, area where you are, are on top of the world there with a the new york extra and uh do uh, all kinds of great coverage and uh you know naturally have great insights into all of these different things but uh, we do have to start with one of our favorite subjects Uh, As uh, you are a a college football uh, analyst uh, of extraordinary. Aficionado. Uh, And we've talked many times about Ed Ogeron, who who finally uh, (sighs) takes like a $17 million buyout uh, to leave LSU after the season. A man who had just won a national championship for LSU uh, two years ago, and that was pre-COVID, so you could kind of give him a little bit of a free pass, maybe put a line through 2020. But the Ed Ogeron story on the hot seat reminds me, I don't know if you remember rainout Theater, Len Robbins. I'm assuming that you watched a lot of rainout Theater like I did, Yankee games and Met games back in the day. And they used to play, uh, at least when I was a kid, the Carol Chessman story. <laughs> and this was about a guy who had been to the gas chamber eight times. And uh, at the last second, every time, I mean, the governor would wait till it was like uh, the gas was already dripping. And then, uh, you know, you'd hear a guy screaming, Whitey, get him out of there. <laughs> and, and it seems like Ed Ogeron has been to the chair that many times. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what did you make of that whole saga? And uh, what are your feelings, uh, if any, of empathy for uh, old Eddie O?
1: Well, first of all, you know, Eddie O inhaled. That was one problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 uh, yep. The, the other problem is, um, you know, I, I've been accused of many times to people not being able to understand me. And I get it because technically I speak Brooklynese. I don't speak <laughs> English, right? Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't almost. know. Exactly. I, I don't know what language Ed Orgeron speaks. All <laughs> but I know is every, <laughs> every press conference, every on-field interview, um, basically the only thing I understood was when the sideline reporter said, thanks coach. <laughs> <laughs> They had a Swahili interpreter (laughs) standing by,
0: just in case anybody wanted to know what he was saying.
1: I don't know. He should be selling like, you know, canned gumbo or something, right? Could you (laughs) just be like, (laughs) you you know, Ed Ed was great because, you know, you're a sports writer, a sportscaster, because you're such a colorful dude, right? I mean, you know... Yep. You could just see him, like you know, out on his like swamp boat or whatever, right? Um, <laughs> you know, with, with with like you know, like a like a twenty four pack of like old Bohemian beer, which I think they only sell in Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> Mon- you know, like, <laughs> big Adrian Barbo is on the exactly. bow of the boat there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know the, the amazing thing to me, the fascinating thing, I should say about LSU is this, right? I think there, you know, people talk about the great high school football states, yeah. Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida, California. LSU either should be in that group or it's right on the cusp.
2: Now, Louisiana top five, the, Louisiana's top five. Louisiana has become like fourth or fifth in the country in talent.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. And you always said to yourself, if they could just get the right guy in there, you know, because not only do they have great football there but the guys tend to stay home they love playing for lsu Uh, you know so the problem with ed was and you know coaches before is that it was just it was like a a yard sale right it was you know like (laughs) all right i'll sell it to you for three for five no all right 10 for five um so it'd be really interesting to me who they bring in now and and can they get someone who doesn't have to be nick saban doesn't have to be Dabo sweeney but maybe some combination of the two, somebody with some personality and some management skills.
0: Dabo and Jimbo and Harpo Chico and Zeppo have all denounced their interest in the job, by the way. Everybody with an O at the end of their first name. Uh, Luby's got one for you. Len Robbins, New York Extra with us here on the Believe Podcast Network and After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Here's Luby.
2: Well, and and that's something I wanted to ask you. It's funny you brought – Defoe just brought him up. Um, the name we keep hearing when it comes to Texas A&M because the guy that hired him, and we are talking with Len Robbins, uh, follow him, hit him up on Twitter, at Len, double N Robbins, uh, th- is now the AD at LSU, right? He was the AD at A&M, brought in Jimbo, and now he's at LSU. The problem is, and Defo and I have talked about this, Texas A&M just gave him another extension, even though he still had like four years or six years left on his contract, and now Jimbo has the highest buyout ever. And to me, look, I'm a Florida State fan. We didn't win a title under Jimbo, but you've seen him since. He's solid. His teams will recruit top 10. His teams will be ranked top 15, but they're going to lose two to three games every year. What's different between that and Eddie O? Like, I don't get this. Jimbo's going to come and be the savior. He's not much different than Eddie O.
1: Well, I think there's also kind of like a sub-story behind that story, right? And that's this. You know, when Texas A&M joined the SEC, that shifted the balance of power in the state of Texas. And A&M really had started to usurp Texas as the program in yep. that state. Yep. Um, now with the expansion of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, Texas A&M lost its ace. lost its ace in the hole. It doesn't have that special – residents that it can sell to recruits, hey, you want to play against Alabama and Georgia and Florida, you know, every weekend, um, you can do it now, right? Come to A&M. Well, now Texas can make the same argument. Oklahoma can make the same argument. So although A&M is a great job, and by the way, it it arguably is like my favorite place from like just uh, experience standpoint, if you will, to cover a game, when you're in the press box there, the entire stadium sways ah! when, you know, the 40,000 <laughs> cadets or whatever get their one kiss of the week. Talk about repressed, right? Ah! And then sway back <laughs> and forth. <laughs> um, it is a great place to see a game, but it just lost what it thought was going to be its ace in terms of moving up in the ladder of top 10 programs. That's gone now. Um, look, at the end of the day, what LSU needs to do is maybe go get the guy who's at Baylor right now, right? Ooh. Who was their defensive coordinator, right? Yep. Yep. Bring him back. You know, ask, ask Brady, right? The offensive coordinator, does he want to come back and, you know, have his own gig? Um, I think it has to be somebody, you know, on the younger side. It has to be somebody who has roots or familiarity with Louisiana. Um, and it has somebody who knows where not to buy old Bohemian Bear, which is <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was always great though, those press conferences over with Eddie O after the game uh, It reminded me of the uh, cartoon character Mumbles from many years ago with the Clutch Cargo cartoons <laughs> and uh, you, you would think that somebody else was doing a voice uh, that's for sure Len Robbins New York Extra with us here On our Believe podcast, After Hours, with Defoe and Luby. All right, uh, my heart-hitting editorial, which really came to no uh, particular conclusion today, although uh, (laughs) it was a lot of words just strung together to uh, actually uh, lead people nowhere, was about the New York Mets' uh, search for a new president, uh, a new leader of their organization. And it's become uh, almost laughable because even Bernie Sanders turned down an opportunity to interview for the job. I and mean, we know how desperate he is to become president of something, even if it's a B'nai B'rith. But uh, what, what, what's at the bottom of that? Why, why wouldn't anybody want this job? It seems like a dream job, right? Uh, New York City, the franchise has been down. If the guy has any success at all, he's going to be hailed uh, as a hero and uh you know you have a perfect situation with a guy with a lot of money who wants to spend it supposedly a perfect ballpark and a great fan base well why wouldn't people want that job
1: that, that that's a great mystery uh you know and and the last point you made is really the one that kind of like counts right you have an owner who's willing to open the purse strings yeah. and you have a fan base that has been itching for this right that is you know just looked north and seen the Yankees flirt with going over the luxury tax. To me, it's still a great job. Um, I can't think of any reason what, look, like someone like Billy Bean, I get it, right? Like, you know, he's got something going in Oakland that's really special and he's comfortable there and he's happy there. I got that stay. I just can't believe there aren't guys who are literally like beating down the door. Can't believe it.
0: You would think, yeah, everybody uh, would want to have a, a shot at that because uh, it can go nowhere but up. The barometer, uh, like a lot of the jobs I've followed people into, was sit very you know, sit very low. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you get that whole thing about being a breath of fresh air, which we're hoping we're getting from the uh, people at, at Believe right now. Len Robbins, our guest from the New York Extra. All right, the Yankees make the announcement, and I'm not sure that Yankee fans, well, I don't know that they're uh, happy with anything uh, that gets done, yeah. but uh, they make the announcement that Aaron Boone, is coming back. Uh, and I started to think maybe Cashman was getting pressure from Lisa Meanwell. Does she have a thing going for Boone? Because why else would he go ahead and throw this guy? I, I, I mean, in terms of distinction, he's made the postseason four straight years. So you can't argue with that. But uh, that's not good enough for Yankee fans or the organization, you would think, in terms of their standards, Len Robbins. So uh, what did you make of the move? Aaron Boone back to the Yankees three more years. And is this the final chapter? Is he finally going to have to drink the hemlock, Brian Cashman, on his run there?
1: Very few shows do you get asked, do you think someone's going to have to drink the hemlock? (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. Well,
0: we've considered it so many times while on the air, trust me.
1: (laughs) A two, Brute. Here's the thing that I think is really interesting about this, right? So they're bringing back Boo for three years, but Cashman now is going into his last year on his deal. I told you guys earlier this year, right, that yeah. if the Yankees didn't make the playoffs that I thought Cashman was going to have to go. Yep. Um, they barely made the playoffs, right? And then, of course, they got embarrassed, humiliated in that one-game playoff, right? Like the whole new Yankee blueprint blew up, right? They finally had the guy who was going to win them that one game, right? Win them game seven, win that one-game playoff, you know, playing, whatever, right? And Garrett Cole is awful. So I, I think the real interesting thing now is, do the Yankees make the playoffs again? Are they, like, significantly better, you know, under Boone this coming season? But then they flop again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And Cashman now is looking for a new deal. And I think that's a really difficult way to go through the season because everything that the Yankees do, even if they change toilet paper in the bathroom, that's a back page story.
0: <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, a very exciting season, though. Uh, that extra wild card team uh, certainly made things interesting, uh, including having uh, Atlanta uh, have the home field advantage over the Dodgers, who had won like 106 games during a regular season. By the way, covering a very hefty and lofty over <laughs> by one game. When it looked like all season long, you talk about sign-up caps. How about the over players? on the Dodgers uh, throughout the uh, most of the season uh, as they were uh, dropping like flies with uh, Kershaw and Bauer uh, going out of the rotation. Uh, all right. Uh, this is always an interesting story. And I, I was thinking, I was trying to get in touch uh, with some of my connections on the planet Lovetron, because I'm thinking somewhere on Lovetron, of <laughs> Thunder is laughing and, and saying to himself, you thought I was strange. Uh, Kyrie Irving I mean, how, how much – it's a big story around the country. It has to be uh, – are people just tired of it in New York, Len Robbins, talking about Kyrie Irving and how bizarre this cat is?
1: Well, first of all, I am so glad that you brought up the great Daryl Dawkins. Um, yes. Daryl Dawkins. One of my favorites. You'll we'll never yes. know this, but he had a significant role in my career, which actually, now that I think about it, explains a lot. Um <laughs> I was interviewing for a job that was then called the Bergen Record. Then it became the New Jersey Record. Um, now I think it's just part of the whole like Gannett newspaper chain where they try and not try. They fire people like while they're at games, right? Like I know reporters <laughs> who said like, yeah, we were, in, we were in like the seventh inning and I was like typing out my, you know, my gamer. And then they called and said, you're done um so, you don't want a box score
0: i, I got a box score
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> right so gannett's always been a real people person kind of organization um i, I yeah. just want to out that so one of my assignments when i was applying for this job was to go do a profile on daryl dawkins which right. is sort of like saying um you know go hang out with Ed Orgeron for a weekend in Louisiana and hope you don't get arrested. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. Right. Um, yeah. And really all you had to say to Daryl Dawkins was, you know, Hey Daryl, I'm Len Robbins from, you know, the record. And then just turn your tape recorder on, come back in about an hour. And you would have yeah, so much phenomenal. incredibly yeah. great stuff. Right. Um, As for Kyrie Irving, I think people are, like, beyond saturated. I think they're fed up. Um, And here's the thing. If Kyrie Irving is sincere, that the reason, or at least his last reason, that he's doing this is because he wants to be the voice for the voiceless. That's what he says, right? That there are people making, you know – not a lot of money who are in positions where they have been told you to get vaccinated, you get fired and they can't afford that. And this is not fair. Now, if he's really sincere about that and he's willing to risk all this money, you have to laud the guy. I mean, you have to respect the guy. The, the thing is he's come up with so many different reasons, rationalizations, narratives, and it's not like this just started, right? I mean, like, Back when he was, you know, twelve years old playing on the streets of, you know, New Jersey, did like when Halloween came, did he give all his candy to kids who couldn't get candy? Yeah, exactly. Like, is this, exactly. Is this who he exactly. like has he always been this way and it's really cool, right? Um or has yeah. he just gotten so far into his own head that he can't find the exit sign?
0: Pretty far gone, or, or so it seems. I mean, this is a guy that still believes the earth is flat, so, uh, <laughs> you know. But, uh, he's opposed to uh, being vaccinated at a great expense to uh, his uh, personal finances. Uh, does not seem that that oddball of a concept. Uh, if he was playing, better big three, Len Robbins of the New York Extra, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and, of course, the great Kevin Durant with the Brooklyn Nets, or Cream, Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker, and the great Eric
1: Clapton. Wow, that's really, really tough. Um, that's really, really tough. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple of those what? guys in cream
0: have... are, are dead. No, is Jack Bruce still lie. around? I want to say he's alive. <laughs> Baker say, check. Yeah, lie. but I yeah. – And we just <laughs> saw clapping honest. at the hard rock, so he's still alive. Looking good, too. I got to
1: be honest. That, 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 really, kudos to you guys for bringing that up. But when I think of trios, and this probably says more about me than anything else, I just to no Larry and Curly.
0: <laughs> They're going to say Trini Lopez. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> always featured with some, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, you know, kind, kind of uh, mid-range music uh, there uh, on the Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, hockey, always big in New York. I mean, it may not be as big around the country, but certainly uh, they zero in. Uh, the Islanders have been phenomenal. Uh, last couple of seasons, and and, uh, we'll uh, again pose the magic question, who plays Barry Trotz in the movie? But you get one of our favorite guys, uh, at least a guy that was part of, uh, I think, one of the great sports incidents in South Florida history when Gerard Gallant was handed his duffel bag and told to get off the bus as he was being fired after a loss, uh, and the bus was lost somewhere in a snowbank in Saskatchewan, and they just told him to get out they had, like, Yarmie Yager throwing him. Hey, hey, Jerry, you want the rest of your stuff? Yeah, okay, here it is. And he was throwing it out the bus window. And uh, he comes back and then has a nice run uh, with the expansion team in Las Vegas. Uh, gets canned there, and now is the Rangers' head coach. Now, there's optimism about the Rangers, but how interesting has it been getting used to Gerard Gallant, who's kind of one of those old-school, I don't want to say hockey hard-ons, but you know what? He is... Uh, more inclined to be of that frame of mind than to be in some kind of esoteric uh, existential mode when it comes to explaining what's going on with the team.
1: By the way, do you know who called Galant after he got fired on that on that bus trip? Oh God, who? One of the first you people did. to call him?
0: <laughs> I was Lane say. Kiffin. Oh
2: really? <laughs> was it really Kiffin? I thought it was uh,
1: okay.
0: Alan, the guy with the Raiders, who who was left in England after a loss there overseas, which we were hoping uh, might happen to Chris Greer of the Dolphins.
1: <laughs> you guys are in such a role this one. Look, he has been my has been my concern with with the Rangers, right? So the Rangers, you know, acquired all this talent. They had really talented hockey players, a lot of speed. They were a lot of fun to watch. But then they got, you know, just drilled by teams like the Islanders with trots that had that edge to it and were going to grind you. And so, of course, you know, the pendulum swung to New York. Um, and they said, we got to get a guy in here who's going to be, you know, more into the physicality of the game and, and all that other stuff. And, and they let some really talented guys go, right, um, or traded some really talented guys. So I hope that as the season goes along – the Rangers can find that happy medium where, yeah, you know, if you want to grind, we'll grind. Um, But if you want to open it up and play fast, fast paced hockey, we can do that too. And I think it's hard to walk that kind of a line, right? Like I think at some point you have to choose what you are, who you are. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see how this unfolds, because I really do believe that the Rangers have a chance to get to like the Eastern conference finals. I mean, I, I think it's a really talented team. Um, I just wish that, you know, I could understand a little bit more clearly what the coach is. I heard that Ed Orgeron has approached the Rangers <laughs> in a, for a translating position. Um, <laughs> and, and let's be honest. You can help with the Finnish favorite. players, no doubt. <laughs> 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 could you imagine that? Oh, my God, that'd be great.
0: Ed Orgeron speaking uh, some kind of Swiss uh, dialect. Yeah, that'd be great. What do you got, Louie?
1: All right,
2: last couple of things here with one and only Lynn Robbins. Again, columnist. Uh, editor with New York Sports Extra. extra. Follow him up on Twitter, at Len Robbins, here with us on the Believe Podcast Network After Hours with Defoe and Luby. You can also check us out, ionchannel.com, slash the dash show Also, com slash live, each and every day. Len, man, we before we go, we have. I feel like we'd be remiss if we don't at least mention the Knicks, because it did. they were the 4th seed last year. Didn't make the playoffs. They were... Interesting versus the Hawks, who eventually were an Eastern Conference finalist. I know they brought in Kemba Walker, a move you were very happy about. They had a huge win uh, Wednesday night, as people are trying to reach Lynn there. Uh, they had a huge win Wednesday night against the Celtics in, in overtime. What are your thoughts about the Knicks, and what is the feeling around New York about the Knicks this upcoming season? You
1: know, the Knicks, people say... The I like Knicks the
0: way you baseball. hung up on that. I know, you're I'm like, like you! Been your editor. <laughs> no, you are the editor. <laughs>
1: Look, Great. When, when the caller ID says Rikers Island, you don't answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a call from a correctional exactly. facility. I love the way they emphasize exactly. that.
1: Yes. You think this
0: is the first time I got that call?
1: Cool? <laughs> He's like, not again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're used to that intro. Nice.
1: Look, I, I get it. This is a baseball town, right? And yeah. there really is no more electric of a place to be than Yankee Stadium for a game seven, right? Or a game five or whatever it is. But on a nightly basis, Madison Square Garden rocks the Knicks like no other place. Um, the scene last night was unbelievable, not to mention the fact that by the second overtime, um, every player had requested a wheelchair. They wanted to just say, <laughs> can, we get, can we get to the end here? Um, I think this team has real potential to win a first round series. And, you know, people in LA or Boston might be like laughing and say, oh, they want to win a first round series. You know, we really haven't won much of anything um, since the days when I could hang out in an actual OTB office and smoke my first cigar. Well, and, uh, really and that's some, some ugly reminders that uh, <laughs> we were talking max. about over the weekend at <laughs>
0: Keeneland there around my first trips to the Jamaica OTB, which uh, I had a religious epiphany there, uh, Len Robbins. Uh, I, I realized that uh, there was a possibility that that was purgatory and hell would be the same people in the same room, only without bedding windows. And uh, that I might be relegated there if I continue to... Uh, Visit these uh, OTB parlors. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, uh, he looked as stunned when that three-pointer went in. I guess it sent the game into overtime by the Celtics. He, he looked as stunned as he did uh, and as, and uh, you know, out of sorts as he was in that bedroom scene in The Graduate. Uh, that was a great <laughs> shot that they had. That, that was a good ball game last night, too. You were right about that. Uh, one final thing, a uh, quick note, and I know he was probably among your favorites, Len Robbins, of the New York Extra, uh, the uh, Post doing a thing, your former employers uh, at the Post. Doing a thing about the top 75 Knicks of all time. And I was thrilled to see at number 74 one Howard Butch Comives.
1: There you go. How about that, right? Where was yeah, Wingo? Yeah, finally getting the
0: recognition that, right? he, he deserves. <laughs> was hot yeah.
1: Wingo. <laughs> where, where was on Wingo? Or did did he not make I, the didn't,
0: list? I didn't catch Wingo. He must have been higher than Comives if he was on the list at all. But uh, they did have some obscure uh, Knicks. Uh, and uh, yet Comives was significant in a lot of ways. Probably mostly for uh, being traded to the Pistons with Bell's Bellamy for Dave DeBuscher.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was kind of interesting last night before the game. I think ESPN had it right, and they were trying to show like the storied history between the Knicks and the Celtics. Yeah. And I'm like, the Celtics have like I don't know, like 20 championship banners up there. The Knicks yes. have two. I mean, <laughs> you have to really, you have to really dig for some footage to try and make that intriguing.
0: Yeah, and uh, they, I don't know who had the better Red, Holtzman or uh, Auerbach. Uh, you would have to probably go with, uh, you know, the Celtics' uh, Red Auerbach, even though we love Red Holtzman, one of the greats of all time. You're one of the greats of all time. Uh, where can people find uh, your work? Uh, and uh, Len Robbins, always a pleasure having you here on any program that we do, and especially uh, as we're on After Hours on the Believe Podcast well, guys, I, Network. I, I... Uh, where can people uh, log into? uh and, and it's a freebie, right?
1: Of course it's freebie. You know, talking to a real New Yorker. I mean, you know, if I don't offer a discount, I'm nothing, right? The, the um, New York Extra. Hey, look, more importantly than my place, the New York Extra, congratulations to you guys on this new gig. You guys are fun, informative, analytical, and, yes, degenerate. Of course. I don't know about the other stuff, but we're definitely yeah, degenerate.
0: Ion <laughs> on channel, Ionchannel.com. You can see uh, us uh, on video as well. Len Robbins, thanks so much for being a guest here on the uh, Believe Podcast Network
1: guys. It's
2: my pleasure. All right, Landman. Thank you. Bye-bye. Same old fins, more after this. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business, and the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call Why go up against insurance companies alone you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side?
1: State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first degree murder, verdict we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. Fourth person charging the defendant Aaron Hernandez with murder. What say you, Madam Fourth person? Guilty of murder in the first degree. We, the jury, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of a crime of murder in violation of a felony upon Nicole Brown Simpson. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Just the facts,
0: ma'am.
2: Miami Dolphins continue to be embroiled in reports about a possible trade for Houston Texans and battle quarterback, Deshaun Watson. This feels like a similar story we have heard quite often around this organization the Miami Dolphins making a big splash to try and put a band-aid on a bad team. Quarterback is not the Dolphins issue. Tua Tonga-Vailoa may not be a superstar yet, but he has shown the ability to be a starting quarterback in this league. With a great deal of upside, the Finns have major issues everywhere else on their ball court. Giving up a King's ransom for Deshaun Watson, who won't play with legal issues, it is a big move, on, it is a big move so Chris Greer and Brian Flores can try and save their jobs. These, this reeks, like the Brandon Marshall trade, the Indominus Su signing, the Mike Wallace signing, big names that didn't do anything to help the Finns win. Luby's Law for today is the Miami Dolphins seem to be on the precipice of winning, heading into the season. Now they look like a franchise run by two men in desperation mode. Business moves, made in desperation, rarely, rarely pan out. Feels like this time won't be any different. This is Luby's Law.
0: Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way. With distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities, Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels a phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking destination sport miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well destination sport miami its time has come the championship meet is right around the corner at gulfstream park the only place for live racing gulfstream's action has never been hotter whether it's on the track in the casino or part of the dining and entertainment offered at the village of gulfstream park currently running thursday through sunday gulfstream's racing package is the best in the country with all the top horses and people in the game pointing towards another tremendous winter season. Check out the remodeled First Floor Casino, open seven days and nights a week, along with the many special events and concerts happening at Gulfstream Park. You can place your wagers from anywhere at firstbet.com. Check the calendar of events at gulfstreampark.com. Hey there, it's Mike Mayo. Do you like steaks? Do you like seafood? Do you like classic old Florida charm? You could get that all more at tropical acres steakhouse and butcher shop it's at 2500 griffin road in dania just west of 95. the studi alley family they've been running the place a long time it's been there more than 70 years and it is now a place you can get early bird specials, along with steaks to take home and throw on the grill yourself at the butcher shop. That's open 10 AM to 10 PM every day. It's open for dinner every night, starting at 430. But they are closed on Sundays. Go to Tropical Acres. It's a place to go for a great meal, great people, good value, Tropical Acres. Buy your lease a house and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business you can make your deal online at deal or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location 3601 bird road right in the heart of the gables or give anna and the team at deal a call at 305-448-deel jettas passats tiguan's atlas models and the hottest vehicle in the industry the new taos all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the southeast for strokes, but it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy, and if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet Quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7. Catholic Health Services.
1: Catholic Health Services. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.